Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us from the Weekly Standard is Ethan Epstein, who has a great new blog post about the movie. Everyone's talking about Ethan, the interviewer, the interview, even though no one's actually seen it. Uh, that's right, and it doesn't seem like many people will at this point, or ever. Well, I want to ask, but before you talk about the big issue of uh, of the box that Sony and others have put themselves in, my understanding is you've actually seen some, most, all, you know what's in the movie, and you have a take on uh, on what the best outcome for the North Koreans would have been. Yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, if it turns out that the North Koreans are responsible for getting this movie pulled, that they've kind of made a strategic miscalculation, just because based on the scenes I've seen, including the trailer and then some other scenes that have leaked, as, and as well as all the reading about it I've done, it has the effect of making Kim Jong-un look like sort of a goofy clown, a buffoonish figure, as opposed to sort of a genocidal dictator who murdered his uncles, keeps 200,000 people in gulags, develops nuclear weapons, and you know threatens to blow up Japan, not to mention the United States. Um, and once you're sort of cast as kind of this sort of ludicrous and funny figure, then the rest of the world maybe thinks that you're not so scary and, you know, what's the point of sanctioning this guy if he's such a clown, etc. In other words, if we, if it's what would have happened if in the early 60s someone had done a funny Fidel movie. Maybe uh, exactly. the Castro regime would not have been taken so seriously and they wouldn't be waiting until now for the sanctions to end. Right, and in fact, there is, there's another historical precedent. Uh, it, the case has been made that when Chaplin made The Great Dictator, which lampoons Hitler, it sort of had the, a negative effect of making people think that they didn't really need to stand up to Hitler because he was such a clown that he'd fail on his own, and uh, that clearly didn't happen. It, what bothers me, though, is the lack of standing up here in the United States, and there are three levels. One is Sony its decision. Yeah. I love how they said in their statement, Ethan, we stand by our filmmaker and filmmakers and their rights to freedom of expression. Well, no, you did the opposite of standing by you. You did <laughs> yeah. the running away with urine down your leg version of standing with. But uh, but they're going to do what they're going to do. Then you had local, you know, uh, you know Sony's in Japan. We, you had locally owned theater chains who said, we won't show the movie. And then you had quite a few Americans based on uh, media reports and the calls into my talk show who said, I would not go. I would stay home. I'm not going to take that risk. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, talk about not standing up. Yeah, I, I don't disagree at all. I mean, this is... I'm actually shocked at the way this played out. Even after the hacks, I figured that Sony wasn't going to be, and, and all the other factors, the movie theaters and the people that you're talking about, weren't going to be this craven. I mean, it's amazing that we've given veto power over the movies we watch to a dictator located 10,000 miles away from us. I mean, it's, it, it's reprehensible. And I think you also make another good point about the, sort of a, a hidden wrinkle to this with Sony being a Japanese company is that this this is also attack an attack on Japan I think from North Korea not just the United States and you know there are other uh, you know larger issues it's disturbing that uh, according to some media reports the State Department actually vetted parts of this movie I'm just trying I'm trying to picture whose job is it at the State Department to handle the Seth Rogan films yeah. you know I, uh, no no not me man I'm on the, de the yeah. I'm on the De Niro desk that's not right. me no send that down to Phil he's the new right. guy but that right. there are I understand that there are macro political issues, but I didn't see that at play here in the U.S. What I saw at play was good old-fashioned, uh, you know, post-9/11 fear. Except for we're fearful of a country where what do six people have internet access over there? I mean, come on. Yeah, that's right. And it's I mean, it's such a cliche, but this really is a case where the terrorists won. I mean, there's no getting around it. 
So the argument is, well, Sony's not in the, you know, fighting for liberty business. They're not in the American principles of freedom of expression business. They're in the money-making business. They, you know, they, they don't need this headache. Although the estimates I've seen, uh, Ethan, for the cost to them is going to be somewhere between 45 and $100 million once all the costs are rolled out. Uh, but they are in the making products people want to see business. What happens if other groups say, uh, radical Islamists say we don't like the next you know movie where the villain's a Muslim and they hire hackers with some of their ISIS two billion dollars to go in. What if a radical environmentalists whatever you know, they don't like a documentary about yeah. global warming? Uh, isn't that what Sony has created the opportunity for every player who can find a hacker who'll work for them to veto any film they want? Absolutely. I mean, the precedent here is utterly chilling. I mean, and in fact, I don't know if you saw, but a, a, another movie about North Korea, a serious movie starring Steve Carell, which they were going to start shooting this spring, has now also been canceled preemptively. I mean, the precedent has been set. Now, we've already, two movies have been canceled so far, and who knows what will come next. Well, I saw, I think it was in the Wall Street Journal, there were even uh, another film that looked really important about life inside the gulags in North Korea. And that film had not started, you know, it was still in the early yeah. stages. But the idea of that film, it's now dead. No one's going to touch it. And that's what bothers me. I'm bothered that more people aren't saying kind of the good old-fashioned American, who do you think you are? You know, I want to see some more of that. Have we just beaten that out of the American character? Yeah, I mean, it's you never know, though, because in a way, I think Sony might have miscalculated, and there's a chance that had they let the movie be released, I mean, assuming that theaters would have had the the uh, courage to screen it, I think the movie could have ended up, you know, tripling what it would have made otherwise. I think there are plenty of Americans who, in fact, like myself, who didn't think this was a particular good movie, but just in, in defense of the principles of we watch what we want to watch, I would have gone to this movie. Yeah, and what I've been trying to encourage theaters to do is to uh, pull out uh, Team America World Police <laughs> from our friends at South Park, which if the, you think the, uh, uh, the interview offends the North Koreans, holy moly, uh, then just as a statement, but the question is, would... Uh, you know, would the theaters show it? Will the theaters get involved? And there's also this question. Why wouldn't Sony, Why? and, and, and thinking strategically, understanding that, you know, yep. it's easy to sit here and go, yeah, we go get them. But thinking strategically, why wouldn't the right move be to dump the movie onto pay-per-view tomorrow and, and, and say overtly, we are doing this specifically to let any future threat people who would threaten us know we're going to make sure that everybody sees what it is you don't want them to see so the best thing to do is just leave us alone and let these mediocre films get seen by drunk guys who are partially stoned late at, on a saturday night yeah yeah i i totally agree and it makes me wonder one other thing and this is i mean this is pure speculation on right. my point on my part but i wonder if north korea has more information about sony that's even more damning than the things they've already leaked and that they're so afraid of more leaking, uh, more leaks to come out that they've decided to just appease North Korea. Well, this will, the first appeasement is never the last appeasement. Uh, right. Ethan Epstein, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate your time. You're welcome. It was fun. We've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.